Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast episode number 257. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out April 22nd. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's all about the annual Bagden Boardcast Summer Movie Bracket Buster. And we're joined by, uh, I'm ready to call him friend of the show, Jonathan, who actually won last year's uh, listener-submitted bracket. Yeah, he's friend of the show. He's been on the show, and that's one of the uh, qualifiers. You, you become friend of the show in one of two ways. One, you're a listener. Well, two ways. You're a listener, and you either give us beer, or you're on the show. Or, if you're all three, we should have another level there. Another tier. There should be a another tier. tier. Super uh, friend of the show. Super friend. Uh, producer. Oh, I like that. No, producer is producer Scott, so we can't do that. Um, yeah. Super friend of the show. Super friend. Yep. Ye- so if you're on the show and bring us beer, then yeah, we ha- already have some super friends. Ed is a super friend Ed, of the show. Uh, Steve, Steve and, and Lexi, Caitlin, Janet, Caitlin, and Steve. Oh wow, so many. That's almost all the friends. <laughs> That's like all the friends of the well, show. Guess what? We 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 got to keep uh keep things balanced and equal because we love beer, and for us to get more beer is super. It is super. And uh, you brought this bottle, Paul. Uh, this is from Great Divide, who I really always enjoy their Yeti series of beer. Um, their Espresso Yeti, which is their stout. Yeti is their stout, and they do weird combinations: chocolate, espresso, espresso oak age, yeah, and tons um, of different things. And usually, it's a solid stout, and I enjoy it when they do those kind of different mixes. And normally, the bottle prices aren't that crazy for it. You know, for a bomber, it's like. Less than ten ninety nine. I think it's usually eight ninety nine for one of those. Uh, this is their limited release peach grand cru. Uh, this is an ale brewed with peaches, and I'm like, I want a summertime. You know, it's getting warm. It was like seventy something today. I'm doing a lot of yard work around the house, so I'm like, you know, I need porch sipping beers now. I need IPAs. I need fruit beers. I need just something nice and summery. And what's more summery than a peach? Uh, John, I don't think you'd like this. I don't like this at and all. And I'm not sure what I feel about this yet, So because I only had I the one sip. I don't get a lot of peach. I get a lot of just, like, blah. And Wow. Wow, I get a lot of peach on that. What? You don't, don't get... I get... Man, I just bit into a peach. It's almost syrupy. I don't get it. I did just drink a barrel-aged Big, Bigfoot barley wine aged in whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. And it could be totally just wrecking my palate at this point, but I don't get peach. I get kind of just gross flavors. Like, I don't get any hint of anything. On the back end, I get that, like, <clears throat> kind of acrid, um, just almost an acidy kind of uh, acrid kind of ta- back end taste mid, up front. Mid-palate, I get a little bit of a peach, mm-hmm. but it goes away. And this doesn't even smell good to me. Well... Does it yeah, smell like feet? Because I can imagine it smelling like feet. I don't know what their Grand Cru is. I think it's a yeast strand, isn't it? Okay. I don't know. Grand Cru is Great Divide, Snowy Suffering, Brewed with the Belgian style ale. Yep, so yeast strand. Uh, great beer and fresh <clears throat> uh, palisade. Peaches, both sophisticated and balanced. I don't get any uh, Belgian on this. No, I don't get any good flavors at all. I do not want to drink any more of this. Okay. I've had three to four sips, 
and that's enough, and it's just sitting putridly in the back of my throat. You don't have to, man. Uh, there's a little something right next to you. I have, you do have to say this. This was bottled uh, November 5th, 2014. Wow. 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 I, I just, this is the first time I've seen it in stores, though. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think it doesn't, t- I don't think it's an age thing here. No, I think it's just I, not I don't good. think it's. I do have to say this. You don't tell, taste the 12%. No. Nope. I, I, it's, I taste garbage. Okay. Well, stop ruining this beer for me. You can drink it all you want. I mean, like, if it tastes good to you, it tastes good to you. It, like, well, I'm not sure. I was on the fence on it. I'm on the fence. And then you're like, yeah, this kind of tastes like garbage. <laughs> it does taste a little garbagey on the back end. You're right. But I'm enjoying the pe- I enjoy the first sip. I just want you to taste the last part. <laughs> I don't want any of it because it's all I'm getting. Chris, what are you drinking? Um, I have a beer from Dark Horse Brewing Company here in Marshall, Michigan. I'll say the exact same thing later in our main topic. It's almost like we recorded that first. Uh, but this is the Smells Like a Safety Meeting IPA. Uh, this is an 8.5 ABV IPA. I guess it could smell like a safety meeting. Um, <laughs> it's an IPA, so it's got a little bit of a hoppiness on the nose. I guess it's kind of like a sweatiness. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's a decent IPA. I probably wouldn't put this over like a three or a three and a half on untapped. It's good out of the bottle. It might be a little bit better on tap, but it's drinkable. I like it. Nice little like citrusy hop. Doesn't like stand out too much, but it's nice. It's pleasant. Mm. It, it's something I would drink in Bargatory. Yeah. And, and I'm washing away that Grand Crew with a little something something now. From oh. Lagunitas. Oh, it's so good. When I oh. said I was looking for summer summer brews, I, I see that and I'm like, yeah, I'll pick up a six pack. And then I went again to a beer store just to pick up a beer, for, you know, because I was going to have people over. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll pick up this crap beer for them. And a little something something for me. So in the past like three days, I picked up two six packs and had down when to, I went to my four beer beers. store. And I did like the make your own six pack thing. I actually got a brown sugar. Mm. Mm. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong oh, with a lot of these. Way to go! You're becoming a standby uh, brewery. I think they really are. I anytime I see anything I haven't had, I try it. And anything from the little something series, I mm. pick up. I think the only thing is a little something wild. wild. We didn't like because of the wild yeast, and we're not a fan of the wild <clears throat> yeast strains, I don't think. No. no, but they have so many something wilds that we haven't gotten out here. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a little something, um, a little something like barley wine that's supposed to be really good. I would drink that. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Uh, yeah. But let's get into the Week in Geek, shall we? Oh, man, and do we ever have some news? It's all... It's all just, you know, summer movie hype train, right? Like, it's going it's, full force. It's, it's almost like the trailers... Uh, you, you, you outdid me, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I was going to say, it's almost like the news has awakened. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh, before we get into the trailers, uh, Chris, did you see that Jesse Custard got cast? Uh, I didn't. It's officially... What's his name? The guy that's... Uh, Howard Stark. Howard Stark, Iron Man's dad, has been cast. Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper. Because Dominic Moynihan, he's uh, he's a hobbit. (laughs) 
Um, but I think that's going to be good casting. Um, I don't know if I actually wanted somebody from the South to play him. Somebody who can actually has a real Southern draw, because that's always kind of how I read mm-hmm. Jesse okay. Custard. But mm-hmm. um, he can't get a dialect coach. Yeah, but he's, he's not real. He could. Like, <laughs> he's still not I, real. As long as he portrays that, like growing up in like the Bayou, raised in Texas, he's got it. Uh, but no, I think it's good casting. I I have no uh, no complaints about that. No, even after watching Agent Carter, I uh, started liking him a little bit more. Yeah, he plays a real kind of like ne'er do well scumbag really well. He, he's he's definitely like the lady killer. <laughs> it, it works though, and I, I think that's some pretty good news. Yeah, uh, but some great news. How about that Star Wars trailer? Because yeah, we had Star Wars celebration the past weekend, uh, taking place in. Somewhere in California, I think San Diego. It doesn't matter. Uh, it gave us the news that Charles Soule is actually going to be writing a Lando Calrissian book for Marvel. <laughs> Chris does not want to talk about this trailer yet. <laughs> with, with art by uh, Alex Malev. Paul, this, this is something you're looking forward to, I'm guessing. Dude, this, I loved uh, your Facebook page over at facebook.com slash board. Uh, we always knew that he was a soul man. Well done. Well played, sir. <laughs> Thank you, because I thought that would be the most clever way to play it. Uh, yeah, that uh, was great. I, I just, I kind of wanted to throw that in there so it didn't get overshadowed by the actual trailer. <laughs> um, the Star Wars comics from uh, Marvel and DC. Oh, there's a cat fight going on over here. Star Wars comics from called. Marvel. Uh, yeah, sorry. But Soul's work from Marvel and DC really brought it, you know, his work with DC and now he's with Marvel really made us take notice. Like, oh, this is a writer that does solid comic book work. I'm really sorry. I got distracted by the cats fighting next to me. (laughs) Um, I figured that's why I try to help. Thank you. The Star Wars books have been fantastic. Even the uh, canon, Kanan, The Last Padawan. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing that for a look back, but (laughs) I have enjoyed these thoroughly. And the fact that we're getting a little bit more Lando, that's that's going to be a, a thing of beauty. Um, did you? I didn't look too far into this. Is it after the original trilogy, during, before? What Lando are we getting? I honestly didn't see that. I just <laughs> saw that he was doing the book, and I was like, okay, I like that. I believe it will be after. Huh. Um, That'll be interesting. I would like to see Lando's rise to... Yeah, because I would think with all the other comic book series, except for the last Padawan, they're doing it in between 4 and 5, right? That Yeah. Uh, Vader, uh, Star Wars, and Leia, all between 4 and 5, correct? Yes. It, it, yeah, yes. it's all kind of bridging the gap. Yeah, so it, we're also going to be getting a Greg Rucka book that's bridging the gap from the original trilogy to the new one. Hmm. Oh, much yeah, like which, Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that game trailer that too. too. <laughs> I just snuck that one in. You know why? Because I know how John hates it when I talk shit about computers. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I don't mind. <laughs> the one I wasn't even going to mention. Okay. Forgot about I, that one. I, I'm going to jump in here. It's set before 
his time as a Rebel Alliance hero. Uh, so so yeah. this will be a like setup to his appearance in Empire. I, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping it starts with him losing the card game and losing the Millennium Falcon, and then how he gets and earning to... Lobot as a manservant. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, yeah, Lobot to Cloud City. What does he get first? Does he get Cloud City then Lobot? I think Cloud get... City comes with it. Lobot comes with Cloud City. That's how I'm. It's like a spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Sorry, of spare tire, what keep beer are you drinking? Continue. <laughs> no, that was basically it. Uh, oh, we want. Do we want to do that? Yes, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, the EA now owned and Dice from the Star Wars, or from uh, Battlefront. Right, no, Battlefield. Sorry, uh, fame. And also they did Mirror's Edge, but Dice is the developer. Uh, they've taken over the old Pandemic Studio, Star Wars Battlefront. They're doing a not in the number three, just a re-release of this, our new new game uh, under the same title, which is kind of confusing to long-time video game nerds. I know. You well, just if know you're the, a long-time the, the, video the, game nerd, you hear Star Wars Battlefront, you're okay with the new game coming yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's going to sell less copies, because Wait, don't Battlefront 2 came out on PS2, so you're looking over like but, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. and if okay. you have that game, you know you're a fan of it, and you know that this game is not like Oh, it's on the new systems, but I have it on PS2. You're not going to be an idiot. You're going to be like, oh, fuck, I have to get this. Whoa, what an amazing trailer. No gameplay, just an awesome movie that looks awesome. That's how excited he is about it. He just dropped dropped the F-bomb. That's how excited. Much much like how you could call Y-Wings in to drop uh, actual bombs, John drops an F-bomb. Yeah. And destroy an AT-AT, and then... You, it has everything. It unfortunately it says like the gameplay play is from in-game engine, but that doesn't mean it's it's not gameplay footage. It's they just, have talked about gameplay a little bit, and there will be uh, ships in it that you can mm-hmm. pilot. Um, it will not have the like from surface to like interstellar like dogfighting that they had right in the original footage from the game that never came out. Um, mm-hmm. You will still be able to get into like a TIE fighter or an X-Wing and then fly around like shooting and bombing people, but it's not like you can do that and then fly up into the sky and then be in an interstellar battle against the Death Star. Mm-hmm. But it still looks awesome. It but does. if you start on space, you'll you'll keep and stay in space. Yeah, yeah you so. Yeah. I was horrible at the dogfights. Like, I, 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 I could... I, I could beat guys in the dogfights but i couldn't take down the star destroyer in the with the mm. with the spaceship i was in see i i like the fact that i could be flying around and then land inside like a star destroyer and then like run around and shoot stormtroopers mm-hmm. yeah i like that i i understand it being more like in vehicle combat than like its own separate thing but I, i'm surprised they didn't have that as something that you can do. Mm-hmm. When something you can do is go online and just spend a half hour watching all the trailers that came out. And granted, they're only two minute trailers, but you'll watch them over and over again. Uh, I have. And one of those trailers that I did not watch repeatedly <laughs> was the Fantastic Four one. Oh, I just watched that uh, before we started recording. And man, I thought the first 
just trailer looked like Interstellar, and it was just like fantastic. And then it came up as Fantastic Four, and I'm like, no, what? I thought this was the Interstellar trailer I was watching again. The this f- one is a Fantastic Four trailer. The first trailer kind of made you go like, oh, they're going to go a little more sci-fi for mm-hmm. this. And then this trailer makes it go like, we're explaining everything that's going to happen in this movie for you right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was them overcompensating for the fact that they were filming this movie and had nothing to say or show for it until the original teaser came out. Mm-hmm. It, it made me take note, and I was like, okay, this this looks cool. And then they put out this other one, and I was like, at least it looked cool. Yeah, it looked cool, but it seems, again, they're focusing on telling a superhero story instead of just telling a really good story. That first trailer is like, oh, they're going to tell a really cool sci-fi story with the Fantastic Four. This is, nope, they're telling the Fantastic Four origin and just shoehorning the ultimate universe kind of stuff into it, you know, with the different dimension and... uh, John, I don't even know what... I You know, I was excited. Why did you say John? John, I used to... You were looking at me and I'm like... just trying to to save it, but there's nothing that can save... Yeah. I'm crestfallen now. You made me watch the trailer, John. I blame you. (laughs) I just said, like, oh yeah, this trailer came out too. We're talking about trailers for the entire news. We should... I should watch it, and I should have just said no. You should have watched it and then cleaned your palate with... Star Wars. I saw that one. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, wait, Paul watched a trailer and Paul liked a trailer? Yeah. That's news on its own. It was re- I was like, guys, I'm already... It, th- this is one of those trailers that I was like, when I first heard about it, because, pe- my, because people at work are like just on their phones constantly, and they're like, oh man, the Star Wars trailer's out. It looks so good. And I'm like, and I actually said to people in the office, I'm like, no, it's... The, the first teaser trailer made it look like it was going to be good. I'm excited. I don't need to watch the second one because I don't want to. I don't want to know too much going in. I don't want mo- great moments spoiled in trailers. They're like, yeah, but this is really good. <laughs> like, it was really good. I don't think there was like great moments shown in this trailer. I think the uh, moments that they showed were great, but I think what we saw is actually going to be like taking place like <laughs> in other awesome scenes. And that is not Tatooine. Oh, good. Um, they made that, that clear. It. They said that that, that it with wasn't. With the star, with the uh, star destroyer. Yeah, that's crashed on it. Uh, yeah, there's some great moments, but then again, it's just what I liked about this trailer. It made me ask questions about the movie. I will go see. I'm like, oh my goodness, who's he talking about? Whose hand is that? It leads to more excitement instead of what Fantastic Four's trailer did, which was explain the whole movie and make me go. Oh, I don't even want to see this anymore. Fantastic Four was excitement in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. This was just building off of everything because people's biggest complaint about that first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens was that it was just focusing on the new characters. Nothing harkened back to the original trilogy. And this this one, uh, narrated by Luke, mm-hmm. we, get, we get to see... And old uh, Chewie and Han Solo. At that moment, where at the end, where you see Han and Chewie, and you get Han saying, "We're home." That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was being home again as a Star Wars fan. 
it this this movie it looks so great. This trailer not only was sold on the first teaser, and the second one was just like the caramel on top of the cheesecake. I, I loved it. And here's the thing: is when Han says we're home, you're agreeing with him. Like this is the Star Wars movie. Just in this little two minute clip, like this is the Star Wars movie I want to see. <laughs> like it, and it, it's asking those que- you're, you're asking those questions. Vader's way through the hand. Vader's helmet. <laughs> who, who took it out of the fire? Who went by? Who, why? Why would he take Vader's helmet out of the fire? I don't know. Yeah, that was one of my questions. I don't know. And like that new Sith that's doing like the force push thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has like the uh, dead dead space mask on. Yeah. No. Oh. I I loved it. it I it, watched it four also from times <laughs> in a row, like after it was posted. I, yeah, and I've, I don't care if this is too much information. As a listener, I consider you a friend. I was in the bathroom at work, just like browsing the internet, and I saw this trailer pop up as like, "Hey, five minutes ago, Star Wars posted this," and I was like, "Oh God!" Like I ran out of the bathroom and then went to the other nerd I work with is like they just put up the Star Wars trailer and we watched it and I was like I'm gonna watch it again so you're telling me that when the trailer popped up it wasn't the only thing that popped up <laughs> that was not worthy of that Paul oh that was a bum bum but it, it made me cut so it off said, and like, when that popped up you had something floor, popping out and then <laughs> watch it and make everyone else I work with watch it uh, I had the I had the same experience, Chris, because I was just walking around work like, "You like Star Wars? <laughs> what do you mean, no?" And then I'll go up to someone else and be like, "You like Star Wars? <laughs> All right, you need to watch this." Like, come into the back room. The time that I watched it, one of the girls I worked with was like, "You're jumping up and down. What are you excited about?" I was like, "Star Wars." Star Wars. I like. I told somebody. I looked him dead in the eyes. I was like, "I can't wait to go home and watch this on my TV." <laughs> Well, well done. Star it was Wars. it's bigger than watching it on my phone. <laughs> like I was watching it on my phone, mesmerized. But then I was like, I stood like I stood and watched it, and I was like, it's so big, I see everything. I just want to say this is something that I said I was excited about when uh, they announced the Force Awakens was that lead up to the movie actually coming out and being excited mm-hmm. for it all along. Did you guys watch anything from? Um, from the Star Wars announcement when they had everybody, like they had almost the entire cast there and everything? I did not. I saw it pop up on my uh, YouTube subscription list, but I haven't watched it. Because watching that, you you actually get to hear the first audience like enjoy that. And when they like they talked about, like, I couldn't believe like how everyone reacted when they saw Harrison Ford and what he said. And then they played it, and it was like, it like gave you shivers. Like mm-hmm. it already was giving you shivers that you're like, you yeah. know, your hair kind of stands up on the ends yeah. on your arm. Yeah. But when you hear everyone just like, oh, you're like, yeah, those people are just like me. But that's the sound of a thousand nerds orgasming know. all at once. Um, but they actually had the and then silence. The R2 unit, the ball <laughs> uh, one. Uh, they had uh, B88. They had that one yeah. come out or BB8. They had that one come out on stage, and you know you saw like Wait, the, like I, I'm sorry, like functional, like it rolled. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That is, I I I told you on this show that that wasn't CGI. That was yeah. a practical wow. piece, 
and that <laughs> rolled really out on cool. stage. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Now let's talk about Batman Superman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is something that was leaked online, and it was done almost like from someone's cell phone, where uh, it had Spanish subtitles on it's it. It's Brazil. It's uh, it was leaked from Brazil. Okay. It was like and the then Brazilian the, like the teaser. Next day, Warner Brothers actually posted the trailer itself. And this is something that was originally supposed to be done only in IMAX theaters. Uh, on four. The, hmm? On four twenty, it was supposed to come out. And this was to sell the IMAX experience, but thank you to the people that leaked it because you got it out sooner. Uh, we got our first look at the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. And if you had seen any of the pirated footage from Comic-Con last year, half of this trailer was stuff you'd seen before. And it was just the lead-up to seeing Batman in the armored suit. Uh, was new, but I I'm of two minds about this trailer, so I'm going to defer to you guys first. To talk. Uh, we'll probably be a uh, I'll have one mind, which is man, this looks really dark, and I'm kind of afraid of it. Uh, it it does look really dark, and the thing I liked about Man of Steel was it wasn't a dark movie, but this mm-hmm. movie looks really dark from the clips that we've seen in a two minute. Mm-hmm. Segment. It, is that Jesse Eisenberg giving a little bit, doing a little bit of the voiceover about I, I think this? He's isn't probably part of it. We've always heard about demons coming from hell and from, you know, coming from underground. And I this couldn't... is a guy. This is, but the, now we know the truth that they come from above, from and they disguise themselves. I as couldn't heroes. tell that voice. And then when I was talking to someone, they said, "Oh man, when Batman said, do you bleed?" I said, mm-hmm. I don't think that's Batman's voice. I, I think I, it is. I, I thought that's what it led. That everything because those are the only two characters that are shown in those. I know, like, and I think seconds. that's to fool you. I don't think that's Batman because it doesn't. Because it, it's a. It, it seems a little digital. Yeah, because that's Batman. That's how Batman would mask his voice. That he would have that digital, like overtone on overlay on the voice. I don't know. I, I agree. Because he's in the armored suit too, so yeah. there's yeah, power. He's in the armored suit. He's not like. I think this is a. I think this is a Paul overthinking John, theory, John. <laughs> John, flashbacks to Arrow, where when you get him talking to someone, he like hits the thing on his chest, and you get the digitized voice. Right, but would they do that for this movie? I think this is a tease. I think this is a tease for what the other villain who they've been tossing around and it's been teased that it could be Brainiac, it could be Doomsday but I don't know if you're going to see or hear Batman say do you bleed? You will. You know, to Superman I, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know and I don't think I want to see that mm-hmm. I want Batman more of that guy looking in who doesn't trust Superman but isn't going to my favorite superman batman interaction what you're describing right now is from uh brand new world uh right from darwin cook's run oh when it's brave new world World. thank you oh no no i'm sorry brave new world brave new world no new frontiers new frontiers brave new world was the uh like the relaunch after oh crap what was the crossover well none of that matters yeah what matters is this interaction which batman is talking to superman uh, well, he's actually talking to Martian Manhunter about 
basically Superman. He's like, hey, I, I spent $335,000 for a piece of space rock to control one another one of you aliens. For you, just a nickel for a bat box of matches. Like, you know, he, he just wants insurance. Batman just wants to have insurance. And that's that's what led me to believe it was like Batman talking at that <laughs> point. See, nothing gives way I, that it's Affleck talk. You know, there's no kind of nuance of the voice or anything like that. And I would... But here, here's the thing. We don't know what we're going to be getting no. from this movie until we see it. So mm-hmm. that's what leads me to believe that it is Batflick delivering this because that's what's been selling this movie. Don't and say Batflick. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to. Um, little things in this thing that I got really excited about. Um, in one of the scenes with Batman, on one of the pillars is a question mark drawn on it. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of graffiti, but there's a graffiti question mark. Um, supposedly, I didn't see it, but supposedly when you see Ben Affleck behind him, you can see, um, a Robin outfit hmm. hanging. I, like, yeah, that's been that, talked about though. So. Yeah, I saw that post and I went back to that part and I was even looking at the screenshots that were put up and I was like, I don't you see can't it. see. Yeah. They, I know they talk about there being a Robin costume. There was an interview or something in the Batcave that there is one hanging up. This is an older Batman that no. has gone through things, and that's one of the things that they point, they like bullet pointed, saying, "Yeah, this is a Batman that has had a Robin before." And wh- like one of the things that I really liked about this trailer too is uh, the statue of Superman with false god mm-hmm. spray painted on it. Like that's kind of the big reveal for it. And I really like just that. Uh, dichotomy of how it plays against the statue of Superman that's in Metropolis with like the eagle landing on the arm and it just shows how different the movie Superman is from the comic book one because comic books it's not afraid to be a little bit uh, more like hey everything is bright and happy like Superman's our savior while you have the movies that's like no we don't trust this guy and that's what's sold by the uh Like the vocal, uh, like overlay from people just yelling, like, eh, no! And, eh. and if you think and about it, um, you know, what we got with the Man of Steel trailer was that kind of narration of either Jorel or Jonathan with, with images, kind of that Americana look. You didn't really get the full aspect of what that movie was about until no. you sat down and watched it. And I think, I, I think like well I think what like with Paul did is you jump to some big conclusions just watching that trailer when with Man of Steel I didn't really jump to any conclusions. I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to be open to whatever happens and now I've put things into that trailer. I'm walking away from that thing going, well, you know, it's going to be dark, it's going to be this, it's going to be that when I have no idea what it's going to be about. Yeah, I I I do not know what to expect from this movie. And I mean that in a good way, not like Fantastic Four when that one <laughs> was announced and filmed and coming out. Yeah. And I think that's when, I mean, these, I think what they were like a day apart be, 
between when you got the HD version of Star Wars and the HD version of mm-hmm. uh, Batman. And after watching both of them, I loved the Star Wars one so much more. But I think I was projecting a lot of things onto the Batman that I, knowing now, like just talking about it and thinking about it is like I'm I'm putting a lot of weight on this. I need to back off because I need to go in not expecting anything because I think that's when I'm going to be more surprised. I'm going to enjoy it more without me going, well, I thought it was going to be this and then it wasn't that and now I'm mad. Now you're mad. Now I'm mad. Any other? uh... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm looking forward to comic books. Yes. What comic books are coming out this week? April 22nd. Uh, Chris, what are you looking forward to, buddy? This is a really hard pick for me, because recently we've been picking a lot of the Convergence books, and then I got to sit down and read my Convergence books. And, and you're like, why did I buy these Convergence books? Mm-hmm. It, it made me be like, oh, I spent a lot of money on books that not only don't matter, but I don't care for. So I want to hear what you're looking forward to, Paul. Star Wars number four. It has the stilted art that you guys hate from John Cassidy, but I don't mind. He's not going to be on art much longer. And he's not going to be. I know. Uh, I'm excited for, like, number six or wherever uh, the art changes up. I don't remember what the number is. Man, uh, I don't know when when he switches yet, but this is uh, basically Luke's quest. Uh, going and trying to figure out how to become a Jedi. So he goes back to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's or Old Ben's uh, hut on Tatooine. Oh, cool. Trying to figure, you know, after... Trying to figure things out. Yeah, after Ben died and, you know, no you blue think, ghost yet. Do you think he tries on any of, like, Ben's clothes? You think he's got that weird moment where he's like looking through and he's like trying on his clothes. He's like these are really baggy arms. Ben, this is this is as weird as me asking about the stone statues in Canada. This is and now I understand you know what it is like to be you know me, you, know, going, you guys on the podcast. You know he's going into that hut and he's like looking through yeah. the drawers, pulls out a weird thing. He's like, "Is it a lightsaber? No, this is a vibrator." You know that's happening. So what book are you looking forward to? Still those I, vibrators that I will read, Paul, but I will not look forward to until Stuart Eminent is on art. Ooh. But Sorry, John, John Cassidy. John's going to re- re- get a book about Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys read that issue? <laughs> it's still going, and I don't know why. Uh, but I probably did, and I was like, oh, we're not going to talk about this. I was halfway through that book, and I was like, Fuck, why did I talk about this book? Listeners, email us in what book John was listening or talking about just this moment. Uh, but this is actually a number two of an indie book uh, from Image Comics. This is Oh, you mean it's Duke? <laughs> this is Invisible Republic number two. Um, I really liked uh, Invisible Republic. I read it too late to throw it out to do it last month for the uh, look back and I didn't want to just be like, hey, last minute, read this book. Um, But this is a book that I think Paul would like. Oh, This focuses uh, in the future on a a planet 
uh-huh. um, where the old regime has just fallen. Uh, the dictator who was ruling this planet has just been cast down. Okay. Power and, vacuum. And a once highly... Re- I like Paul selling it to himself. <laughs> a once highly regarded journalist uh-huh. uh, is on that planet looking for the scoop and finds the diary of um, the former dictator's cousin who was with him with his rise to power and him reading it and trying to find a way to write this to anyone who would listen because he at this moment he's a bit disgraced and nobody wants to have anything to do with mm-hmm. him. Um, that just makes me want to listen to our <laughs> Christmas special with Anne Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, same thing. Same thing. It was r- issue one was really good. I was really surprised how much I liked it, mm-hmm. and I was like, as, as soon as I finished reading it, I was like, I think Paul would really like this series. Uh, issue two, I am looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this continuation and finding out about this rise mm-hmm. of this dictator that nobody liked, uh, and how he came to power. We've already known. We already know that he's fallen. You know the end, so you're. This is them looking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really interesting, and it does focus on this reporter as well, who is looking to cash in or looking to find favor again. So, mm. really good. Invisible Republic. I recommend issue one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to issue two. Uh, I don't know why you keep drinking that I keep horrible drinking. peach beer when you have little something something poured in a glass in front yeah, of because, you. Because you know, after it's been opened up for a while, you don't get that acrid anymore. I'm tasting. I'm tasting. You don't this. get you don't get the garbage anymore. It's opened up. It's breathed a little bit. You get just that peachness now. You do get a little so more peach, now? but it's still acrid in the back of my throat. No, it's all peach now. It's all peach smooth. What? No. Chris, I'm, I'm, uh, did you uh, find a book? I, I did, and I did what I said I wasn't going to, because this is Convergence, uh, New Teen Titans number one. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. No, no, I'm written just not Mar- surprised. That's all. Written by Marv Wolfman, who brought us the original New Teen uh, Titans. Oh, yeah, so you know he's going to really bring it like he did with Superman. <laughs> with art by Nicholas Scott. I am imagining pictures. Hey, Nicholas Scott's draws some beautiful characters. Well, yeah, but it's going to be completely covered in word bubbles. That's true. It's, That's there's going to be so he's Wolfman. for for Marv Wolfman, who's a writer artist. He really doesn't leave anything for the artist to draw. It's like, how do I get around this word bubble? It's it's tough. I don't know. Like New Teen Titans, even though it's not my my Titans, it has the characters I like: Nightwing and Starfire and. Uh, Donna Troy, and being written by Marv Wolfman, I, I respect that. Like, I hope it's better because it's them going up against Doom Patrol from the Tangent Universe. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think everything else I have in my pull list for that week is an okay read. It's nothing that's like, oh man, you know what? Never mind everything else. It's. I don't know what we'll be doing for the look back from uh, this month, but just as a precursor or an aside, the Convergence books are the characters you care about without the heart that makes you like them. But I feel like 
New Teen Titans written by Mar Wolfman, who made you care about these characters for years to come. Should at least be okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's my pick. I know. This month, like, there's so much, like, unless I want to bash Convergence, I don't want those books. I mean, we got, like, zero, like, mm-hmm. zero Convergence, zero Inhumans, and then maybe anything else. If there's anything else for us to read, maybe the Padawan Star mm-hmm. Wars book. Yeah, I, I I'm willing to talk about that. Like I, like I kind of talked about it before. Like I I like that, and I think it fits in al- alongside what Marvel's been doing with the Star Wars books. But it still stands on its own because it's more based off the uh, Star Wars Rebels cartoon that they're doing right now. Yeah, and like I don't know if there's anything that really popped to me like. Mm-hmm. I started reading the Flash Convergence, and I got maybe the more... The Speed Force or the Flash? Speed Force. The Speed Force. Okay. More than, like, a quarter into it. And I was like, I'm okay being done. Hmm. Much like this beer. But, uh, you know what we're not done with? <laughs> well, you said you liked it, you dick! <laughs> it's it's no, you! You with this beer! Coaster. Uh, let's pour this out. Let's pour up a new beer and bring in a new guest right now. Uh, first time we've ever done it on the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got a dramatic reading, sir. Oh. Paul, who do you want to do this dramatic reading? Because you didn't say it. It's for Chris. It's, it's for Chris. It's been, it's decided. I'm sorry, do I have to? Uh, it's been decided. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's been decided. It's been what? decided. What accent is that? It's not an accent at all. It's just weirdness. Okay. I I I, I thought he just took a sip when he said that <laughs> of the beer that he likes, but he doesn't like. No, I like it. John doesn't. Uh, and now a dramatic reading from DC Comics Multiversity Ultra Comics number one, page three, panel three. Well, wonder no more. Sure. I'm just a pen and ink representation. But I'm real enough for you to hear my voice right inside your head. Right? And that was a dramatic reading from DC Comics Multiversity Ultra Comics number one, page three, panel three. So glad Multiversity really doesn't count as anything. So it's so Morrison. Glad I didn't read any more of Multiversity. What's crazy about uh, Morrison comic books right now is like when we write Morrison, Grant Morrison, in our Christmas <laughs> specials, we think we're going too over the top with it, and then we read Ultra Comics number one, and then I'm like, nope, we didn't go far enough. No. We never we can never go far enough. We never go far enough. We should have gone farther. We should have drank some tilt and gone farther. <laughs> we well, well, that's what happens when we have uh, Red Sock writing in comics versus Blue Sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good callback. Uh, for Try. that joke. Go to... Well, talking about callbacks, why don't we call back to something we've been doing for the past five years now? Yeah. It's time for our main topic. Let me dial in our uh, the winner of last year. And joining us on Skype right now is last year's winner of the Begging Boardcast Summer Movie Bracket Buster. Bracket Buster. I can never get the that second, name right. Isn't it? The that sequel? W- no, that was Third. that was fourth. This was the fourth. That it was, was the, the fourth. That was Begging a new bracket. A new Summer bracket. Movie Blockbuster Movie Bracket Buster Episode 4, A New Bracket. Shit. You're right. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Spilled beer. <laughs> All right. Spilled beer. And you know what? That's good. That was the voice of last year's winner, uh, Jonathan, who's joining us on Skype. And he's drinking a... Uh, pretty tasty sounding beer and hopefully it's it is all that hopefully he's still got some in the glass yeah and a bag of potato chips yeah yeah are you wrecking that beer sir i am by dropping it (laughs) (laughs) i am what are you drinking i'm drinking a uh it's blood and honey american ale by revolver brewery out of granberry texas it's an unfiltered deep golden ale brewed with malted two-row barley and wheat Finished with blood, orange pill, Texas honey, and blended spices. Are any of those spices coriander? Because Paul oh, would hate it. I hate coriander. I don't even know. It doesn't say on Okay. Don't like coriander? And what was the other word for it? Cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. Hate it. That sounds yeah. good, Jonathan. <laughs> Is it, uh, how much fruit do you really get on uh, off of it? Is it really that blood orange, like, pucker, and then the nice sweetness, or... Yeah, it's a lot of blood orange in it, uh, but it's kind of, it's subtle, but you can definitely taste it. Oh, good, good. It's kind of a spicy orange. Now, I, I do love my beers to taste, have that honey sweetness. How much of that, describe it, pick me a word picture of this honey sweetness. <laughs> uh, you really get it on the back end of the taste after you drink it. It's You kind of get that sweet honey taste to it. All right, I'm going to have to seek this beer out then. Um, it's really good. I had a Goose Island blood orange salted beer, and he had hmm. that kind of a little bit of that salt with that kind of fruit peel. That was it was pretty good. It's not something I want to drink like a whole bottle of, or uh, like it came in cans, mm-hmm. but it was definitely tasty enough that you're like, eh, I should share the rest of this bottle with somebody. Hmm. No, I don't know. as soon as I hear there's honey in a beer, I think like this would be good on the porch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to bring us to our beer, and this is something that uh, we took to Michigan, and Chris could have had some, but uh, we never got around to drinking it because we'd spend our whole days drinking. Uh, and this is the Sierra Nevada Barrel-Aged Bigfoot Barley Wine Ale. Uh, and this is aged in whiskey barrels. And this is aged for a year in the whiskey barrels. So this isn't a fresh, hoppy Bigfoot barley no. wine. It's a subdued, very whiskey-y yeah. barley yeah. wine. And like just when I opened it up, it smelled like I poured a glass of whiskey for us. It has all that whiskey niceness on the back end. Uh, the, the hop from the regular barley wine from Sierra Nevada is all gone. I, you know, you a little, a little bit, bit of, of the... Uh, the dry mouth feel, like the mm-hmm. rubbed, but that also could just be because yeah. it's a barley wine mm-hmm. and it's and it's just whiskey. nice, nice, smooth. This is really beer. nice. Um, is it better than the Innocent Gun whiskey barrel? Uh, Innocent Gun has that sweetness to it that I I just love, but yeah. it has but it has that similar whiskey flavor. It's got, on the, back. It's got the whiskey, but none of that sweet kind of vanilla to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's is really nice. I'm gonna see if I can hunt down another bottle. I, uh, yeah. uh, you, you should before I uh, come to visit next week. <laughs> All right. Oh man, is that next week? No, it's two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Okay, yeah, two weeks. Well, by the time this is up, it'll be that week. Oh, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, my beer is from Dark Horse Brewing in Marshall, Michigan, and this is the Reserve Special Black Ale. Oh. Uh, 
Everything I've had from Dark Horse has been pretty hit or miss. I like the Crooked Tree IPA, and that's about it. But I picked up a couple beers from them today uh, for the show, and this one's not bad. It's just a cookie-cutter black ale. Nothing uh. really stand out about it. But it's drinkable, so stars for that. Well, we'll look forward to drinking that next week on the show, John. All right. Hey, do you have that? <laughs> I uh, They just started carrying Dark Horse at the premiere, the one place we went to, and they had six packs of everything, so I just made up a six-pack bottle of each one. A bottle of each one. So I got the double cookie tree, cookie tree, uh, raspberry ale, uh, I think the black ale, and I picked up a six-pack of, made a six-pack of it all, so... Nice. I, I passed on the raspberry ale, but they have that there, so I'll grab that for next week. Yeah, so maybe we can do that next week. But for now, right now, we can't keep people waiting any longer. We I know everybody clambers for this at the start of the movie season every year. Uh, <laughs> the Bagnum Boardcast Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster uh, Version 5, Take 5, uh, Enter the Bracket, or Wreck It. What, <laughs> what did we say? Wreck and Shop. Wreck and Shop. Wreck and Shop. And this is in Ode to Jonathan, who last year wrecked Shop and totally uh, knocked us away. <laughs> Jonathan, can I just ask, before we start, before I have to lock in my own picks, uh, what is your strategy? You know, because you're a winner. I have never won one of these things, and I <laughs> put it together. So you would think that I would have some sort of background background uh but knowledge you're the least movie guy i am the least movie guy uh what what is your strategy when you do your when you do the picks here any got it's yeah it's kind of a like out the door test which which one would i uh watch if i could between them mm. and then it uh goes into a more uh if it has um history behind it like if it's a sequel how the first one did um I don't know, just kind of a feeling. Right. Do you look up any numbers for the if it is a sequel, what the first one did, or do you just kind of just shoot from the hip? Uh, last year I sh- uh, shot from the hip. This year I felt like there was a little more pressure on me, so I uh, looked up some numbers. <laughs> oh, because we're gunning for you now. Oh. Right. Ah, you were a dark horse, much like Chris's beer, but uh, this year you're the top <laughs> You got to keep the man. crown. Yeah. All right, uh, and, and the numbers we talked about. I want to throw this out there really quick. If you think you can take that crown, uh, fill out your own bracket. You can submit it to us online. There will be a post up on the Facebook. Uh, it will have the bracket there. Comment on your picks below, or you can just also email to us at contactbangboardcast.com. You have until May 1st. I was going to say, you can't fill out the bracket after some of these movies have been coming yeah, out. Yeah, and May 1st is the first movie that's coming out, and the numbers that we talk about, the matchups are determined on the box office ticket sales uh, from boxofficemojo.com. Their weekend totals for the first week, and then the second matchup would be the first full week, then the second matchup would be, or the semifinals would be based off of this two weeks totals, and so on and so forth until you get to the finals. And it's only the domestic. Only domestic. And it's uh, that we take the numbers from Box Office Mojo because it's easy. Because I can just click on weekend, just, just click and on it's it. there. It's there. And in fact, by Sunday, they have their weekend estimates, which are pretty darn close. Um, so there we go. So, John, you're the, our movie guy. Start, it all, start us off right at the top of the bracket. Avengers Age of Ultron going up against Pan. Versus Pan. Uh, Pan's going to lose. Yeah. Uh, but Pan is the prequel to Peter Pan, 
where Blackbeard is stealing children to work in a mine, and Peter Pan's originally from Neverland? I don't know. The previews make it a little odd, but he teams up with James Hook to defeat Blackbeard and become the Pan, hmm. which means he grows up to be Robin Williams. <laughs> that's, a, that's a horrible thing to grow up to be. Very hairy individual. Uh, but, as I said, Age of Ultron is going to smoke Pan. Yeah, this year we kind of uh, we kind of knew whatever went up against Age of Ultron, we were like, it, that's you're going to lose. It's the 16 seed. It's you have no hope, really. <clears throat> uh, so we we just went and we we're like, ah, oh, the 16th movie on this bracket. Which one looks at least interesting to us? You know, we were thought about maybe Hitman, but uh, but we, no, that didn't interest that us. That didn't interest us at all. And also the first Hitman movie. I think there was a Hitman movie. Yeah. And we couldn't remember or not. So we're like, yeah, probably don't care good. about that. But Pan at least looks interesting. It, it does, has, and, and it visually looks nice. And it's coming out in 3D, so it's going to make a lot of money. You'll buy it for your DVD player? No, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> even, Cause, even that. Because you don't like things? Yeah, because I don't like things. <laughs> uh, Chris, what, what's your pick here? Uh, For me, it's really not a pick. It's going to be Avengers. I'm intrigued by Pan, especially after I heard uh, Hugh Jackman was in it playing Blackbeard. Uh, that's interesting. That's cool, but Avengers is just going to trump all, I think. Is he singing? Is I Pan, wish. Is Pan a musical? All right. No. Okay. Then probably yeah. not. I was about to change my vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, and all I musicals. <laughs> I too am going to pick Age of Ultron. Spoil alert. Uh, it's going to end up winning the bracket for me. Uh, so well, it should. <laughs> it should because uh, if this movie doesn't make. billion. I don't know what happened. Well, just something that's worth noting that it wasn't on our bracket because it came out a little bit too early, but Furious 7 did. Yeah. (laughs) Furious 7 is... uh, It was... Every time I'm like, oh, we should start that earlier, and we don't. Uh, Because even last year, we missed Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so far... Domestically, uh, Fury 7 has done $294 million. So it's uh, on its way. Plus, if over it's gotten $858 million uh, foreign. So it's, it's a pretty big movie. <clears throat> That's disgusting. All right. So uh, let's hear how we're all wrong. And Jonathan, <laughs> tell us the correct pick here. Uh, Pan is going to win. <laughs> That's my... Uh, <laughs> I knew no, if I paid you enough, you would take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go against the grain. Uh, no, I just think Pan, it's... I don't know who it's for. Like, it's too... It seems a little too weird for kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Pan guy. And I think it's something that I'm going to probably just rent on Redbox. So I think Avengers is going to definitely take that. All right. Next out of the gate, we have Jurassic World versus Terminator <clears throat> Genesis. And I think this is gonna this is gonna be one of the toughest picks for me. I I think our matchups this year are really good, just like with the movies that are coming out and how everything's kind of paired against each other. And like we set up this bracket uh, when you guys were here in Michigan, waiting outside of Founders for it to open. <laughs> and these are these are some tough picks and. I mean, Avengers and Pan is probably the no-brainer here, but 
Jurassic World and Terminator Genesis. Man, these both look really good. They both look really good. The Terminator, I was, when I first saw that they were making another Terminator movie, rolled my eyes about it. But then that first trailer, and I was like, oh, this is totally different. This is not what I expected at all. And it got me really excited for it. Jurassic World, I mean, Jurassic Park came out 22 years ago. It's been part of my life for that long. I've loved Jurassic Park. Not really the sequels, but this looks like something that can compete with that original Jurassic Park kind of movie. And it's really tough to decide which one. And they're both June releases. June 12th for Jurassic World, and then June 30th for Terminator Genesis. Spelled with a Y in there for some reason. Yeah, and I think... I don't know. I th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna go what I think is gonna be against a grain with you guys, and I'm gonna go Terminator. Mm. Yeah. Okay, reasons? Uh, I, I'm gonna go see both of them, and I think you guys are gonna pick Jurassic World. So you want to so, pick up points? Yeah. If you guys, if it's, if you guys are wrong, I'm swooping in. I'm getting, as Paul said, points. I don't know how the points work. Uh, if you're correct, then you get one point. Oh, I get a point? You get a point, and whoever has the most points wins. <laughs> oh, is that how this works? <laughs> really how points work. Oh, That's wow. how points work. Well, you made it seem like you weren't sure how points work, so... I don't know. Uh, I always believe there's some weird Paul math. Because he just goes, he looks over a sheet and goes, John. Chris this week. Yep. I still am nowhere on this. Yeah. Uh, Texas Wignut won. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, Terminator Salvation, by the way, did a hundred and for lifetime gross at the domestically one hundred and twenty-five million. Wow. Meaning less than what Furious Seven has done in the past <laughs> two weeks or week and a half. It's been open. So. Yeah, but everybody thinks that it's Paul Walker's last movie. But, but Furious, okay. I, 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 we shouldn't compare it to. Jurassic, I mean, the Jurassic films, right? Because they're so old. They're so old. They're like from the Jurassic period. Well. All right, Chris, your pick. Uh, for me, I actually went with Jurassic World. I have a love-hate relationship with both of these properties, um, mostly because I love the first one, and then I hate everything else that came after. Well, Terminator 2 is good. T2 is good. T2 is good, but... Salvation was okay. Terminator 3, no. Um, I went Jurassic World just because it seems to be a little bit more world-building. And who doesn't like Chris Pratt? He is the new hotness. He is the new hotness, as Paul has repeatedly said to me Mm -hmm. in private conversation. (laughs) I'm just glad we got it. Actually caught on on tape. Now we finally have it. Now we got him. I don't know. Jurassic World, it just... Terminator seems to be running off of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And even just going back to the first Jurassic Park, it, it mattered because it was something new and different. Uh, Terminator, it's time-trailing robots, and as good as that sounds, dinosaurs always wins. <laughs> it is dinosaurs versus... This is like a smash-up right here. Dinosaurs versus robots. Now, what if they were time-traveling dinosaurs, Chris? Who would win then? Well, it would it be time-traveling dinosaurs versus robots? Versus dinosaur robots. Oh, I thought it would be like ninja robots. Oh, pirate robots. Pirate robots. Well, you get that Pirates of the Caribbean money. Ooh. 
Right. Uh, it's a tough call, but tell, tell me now how I'm wrong, Paul. Uh, no, you are absolutely right, and I'm going with Jurassic World, because even the worst of the Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic Park 3, did more than the last. <laughs> <laughs> and Jurassic Park 3 came out, I don't even know when, but that made $181 million, and that was released back in 2001, uh, versus The Terminator Salvation, which was released all of, like, two years ago. Uh, so longer than two years ago? Who was it? It's probably like three. But anyways, uh, Jurassic World, it, it stars the new uh, media darling, Chris Pratt, for whatever reason. I don't know how he became the guy, but now he's Parks suddenly Rec, the why. guy. Parks and Rec, and then the Lego movie, and then star- he becomes Star-Lord, and now he's riding on motorcycles, hanging out with dinosaurs. And there's other movies he's in, right? Like It's not just this. Mm. No, that's it. He's in that right Vince Vaughn one that nobody saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was before he was Star-Lord, though. Yeah. He's showing up to children's hospitals, being a great guy, you know, rooting for Seattle over Boston, which I always enjoy. All right, Jonathan, what side of the table are you on? Are you with those guys, or are you with another John? Are you, are you a Terminator <laughs> guy? Uh, just a... Just a s- oh, John, sorry. Me? Yeah, yeah you. you. Yeah, you. Jonathan. Oh, my God. Are you going to... Um, are you just ju- a side note, uh, pirate robots are the only thing that could save Pan. <laughs> 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 but uh, Jurassic World and Terminator, they're both really uh, nostalgic properties. But uh, Jurassic World has the Pratt factor. And uh, I just think it's going to be more fun. So I'm going to go Jurassic World. All right. So... John, now Jonathan can pick up some gra- pick up ground here. If uh, we are, we're not going to be wrong. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Many J's. John, how about uh, how about picking Tomorrowland versus uh, Pixels? Uh, well, I have to go with Tomorrowland. The based off of the Disney World uh, at the parks, Pixels looks fun, but it's also an Adam Sandler movie, so I think a lot of people are sick of Adam Sandler. Yes. And his bullshit movies. Even though he's made a couple good ones 20 years ago, um, Pixels looks fun, but I don't think it's got the fun that Tomorrowland's going to have. And I think Disney's not doing anything wrong these days. Oh man, we got to talk to the Disney guy about that. Chris... Uh, this is, I, I think, also a good matchup. Um, they both seem to be all-age, fun, sci-fi. Uh, I didn't realize Pixels was an Adam Sandler movie until we watched the trailer for it. And we can spout our thoughts on Adam Sandler making better movies than 20 years ago, but who knows? Like This might be something parents take their kids to and kids really respond to it. And parents are going to take them because it's like, oh, I remember playing Pac-Man in the arcade. I remember playing Donkey Kong. I don't think that's going to trump Tomorrowland um, with that Disney might and, most importantly, Brad Bird behind it. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I so I'm think going, yeah. I'm going Tomorrowland for my pick. Uh, I just want to counterpoint uh, your one statement of, you know, people going to the movies saying that I remember playing Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Who stopped? <laughs> Anybody stop? Like, those are great games still. I'll still load it up on the, you know, you can buy it on the Wii and the DS and all that jazz and play them over and over again. 
And that's all I do with video games, play all the old ones. Uh, yeah, but there's nothing good from that trailer. <laughs> like, it just, it just looked bad <laughs> for pixels. It just, it seems like a fun concept, but then how it's brought to life, it looks like the visual effects are going to be good enough to make it seem like they're in a video game and everything. Well, the thing they're missing is Kevin James for this movie. I, I was oh, going to say, this he's is going to be seen movie. by the people that go see Kevin James movies. Which... He's in it. He is. Is he in it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's him. It's him, Adam Sandler, and then one other guy, and they're like the video game guys. Like, they're the best. Like, it's basically like that uh, documentary about the Donkey Kong. Do you know they're making arcade. another Joe Dirt movie? Uh, it's going to be direct-to-DVD or direct-to-crackle. Yeah, oh, jeez. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Hollywood found a way to be worse than direct-to-DVD. <laughs> hey, those Transmorphers movies make a lot of money. Well, yeah, because your kid they, they sees it when he's waiting in line in at like the... Cambodia. Whatever Cambodian money is going to do okay. Uh, make clean house there. All I have to say is uh, what what makes me most excited about Tomorrowland isn't so much the present the, the uh, premise of you know coming from the Disney ride really isn't even the trailer that I'm like I don't I'm still confused by what this movie's going to be it's that Brad Bird yeah is doing the, the movie the is, guy that made me enjoy uh, Mission Impossible movies again. yeah because Ghost Protocol was awesome it was and really good it was really good and also you know Brad Bird Incredibles. Iron Giant, he he doesn't do a bad movie. That's all I'm saying. He, he can take anything. He can take a horrible franchise that was a Mission Impossible franchise that had some good elements to it, but he he can find the fun in it. So hopefully he finds the fun in Tomorrowland, and uh and everybody will go see it and make a lot of money, and then I will win this bracket finally. Yeah, I, I hope yeah, but, this is your year, Paul, but not really. So, so far, you've picked every... Like, you and Chris are going to win it together if you win it. I know, this is going to suck. <laughs> My first one will be a tied win between everybody. <laughs> Except for you, John. Except for me. With your stupid, stupid pick. <laughs> uh, somebody had to go there. Jonathan, uh, are you also picking Tomorrowland? Um, yes. Uh, Pixels, it's an Adam Sandler movie. And as much as I'm picking, I'm not really voting for Tomorrowland. I'm just put voting against <laughs> Adam Sandler and Pixels. Oh, wow. Just for his horrible contributions contributions to cinema in the last ten years. He's horrible. I hate everything about him in the last five, ten years. And uh, Lindelof, I'm a huge Lost guy. He wrote, co-wrote Tomorrowland. That interests me. And it's a Disney movie, so I think Tomorrowland's going to win. All right. Jonathan, I'm glad you're on the show today. You're you're <laughs> speaking my language on every front. <laughs> Y'all know more than anybody that Disney people, like, they're going to come out in droves. You, you know what's crazy? Uh, did you guys see that article? Uh, it was, I think, in Forbes. Uh, when Within a half hour of the new Star Wars trailer being released... <laughs> That we talked about in Weekend Geek, um, the the stock for Disney went up by a dollar per share, which basically which equated to 1.2 billion dollars worth of value. Wow! So just releasing a trailer for a movie bumped Disney stock up. Well, 
just Harrison Ford saying Chewie were home made grown men cry. So yeah, was well, that grown man you? No. <laughs> Uh, I saw that on Facebook, uh, on like Twitter. That was uh, like trending. Uh, somebody, you know, posted that. It was, uh, what celebrity was it? I don't know. Uh, Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> Is that, they, some, uh, I forget. I'll look All it up right. later. Thanks, Paul. All right. <laughs> Inside Out or Minions? <laughs> Uh, what is Inside Out and what is Minions? I'm not. <clears throat> I'm gonna defer this to Chris. Yeah. Uh, All right. Inside Out is the next movie from Disney Pixar, and it's about those little voices that are inside of your head, hmm. uh, and just how they interact with each other versus the outside stimulus of actual life. Minions is a prequel to the DreamWorks Despicable Me franchise, uh, which is actually like really, really good. I like the first one. I never saw the second one. Yeah, uh, it's it's worth checking out. And I think Paul would like them too if you haven't seen them yet. Paul. I saw the first one, and that was good. Jason Segel is Vector. Um, but Minions is actually about the Minions finding their way to uh, Gru. Or not Gru. Gru. They are the Oompa Loompas to Gru. They are the, but the, the fan favorite. People yeah. love those yeah. guys. Yeah. And People that's why that movie's gonna win. Well, they always had the, uh, those mini movies that were released before, <clears throat> like as the DVD extras too, mm-hmm. so. And that's, that you're picking them? I'm over. picking that, I'm picking Minions. Wow. Because if a parent is gonna take their kids to a movie, they're probably not gonna take it to Inside Out. They're gonna take those kids to see. <laughs> I love how John refers to kids as it's. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to take it. You can tell I don't have kids. <laughs> They're not going to take that thing there. No. Them, those things, <sighs> full of babies. I don't know. What are Baby you, boogers and poop. What are they? They're full of candy and, like, guns to my G.I. Joes. Those bastards. And everybody is now happy you don't have a kid. Because <laughs> they would be full of candy and plastic figurines. I don't know why you're letting your kids eat my guns. <laughs> Chris, save us. <laughs> uh, I am going to disagree with John. I think parents are going to take their kids to Inside Out. Because if they're spending that much money on a movie ticket, they're going to want to see a movie that they'll enjoy as well. And Pixar has a proven track record at this point where it's movies for all ages. I think Minions will speak to kids a little bit more. But that's something that those parents are going to pick up on DVD or see it on Netflix when it comes out like three months after it's out of theaters because Netflix gets everything from DreamWorks. But I'm, I think the parents like the Minions, yeah, too. I think so, too. And that's what I was going to say. I, I'm going to... Here's the thing. Parents might like Minions, but everybody likes Amy Poehler, who's doing the voice of the main character, Joy. Yeah, but most of the time, people don't even know who are doing the voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll let's... give you that, but... They always have star power behind it, too. No. All right. Brave did... Uh, Brave was the last Disney Pixar movie, right? No. no. No? What was the last one, then? Oh, I'm blanking out now. I should know this. Uh, well, Brave only did $237 million. Uh, in So, and then the last Despicable Me. Despicable... I, I can't even spell it. It's because we drank this whole bottle of yeah. barley wine. <laughs> Uh, they yeah, don't have... I, I opened up my backup here because I knew I would need one. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Well, what and, did, what uh, did Despicable Me 2 do? 
Uh, well, I couldn't spell it, so I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at me. 368 million. Okay. So you're comparing, like, not the worst Pixar movie, because I don't think they have, like, a worst movie. But... Oh, the Ice Princess. No, that was, that was a Disney one. That was Disney yeah, alone. That was Disney Pixar. Yeah, and I would never pick against Frozen right now. <laughs> if it had anything, if Inside Out had any any kind of Frozen like pop up at all, like from the creators <laughs> of, and that just I'd be or, like, yeah, if no. Inside it's, Out just, just like played clips of Frozen as their trailer. People <laughs> would show up like crazy. People did go to the movies uh, Cinderella just to see the uh, Frozen Fever mini move mini thing. Which in front of fun. it. Exactly. Because there's Disney people out there that just throw money at Disney. That just say, yep. oh, I saw the new Star Wars trailer. I'm going to buy stock okay. in Disney. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing and wrong with so, that. Um, the last Pixar movie would be Monsters University. Okay, I'll look up Monsters U. While uh, Jonathan makes takes his pick. Um, Inside Out... I don't know. It just seems like a throwaway movie to me. I don't. I had no clue what it was about until y'all explained it, and all that made me do is want to go back and rewatch, listen, the listen episode of Doctor Who. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Minions. It has the uh, despicable mute, despicable me familiarity, and uh, I don't know. I think that may put it over the top. And Sandra Bullock, apparently. Didn't even know. Sandra Bullock's in Minions? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters U, by the way, did $268 million. Nice. Lifetime. So, uh, all right. What's our next? We go up to the top with a franchise. Wait, Paul, Paul, did you give your pick? He picked Minions. Yes. Okay. He didn't really give it, but he gave it. Oh, I, I'm It sorry. was alluded to. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me lock it in. Minions. So I, am I the only one going inside out? Yes. yes. Oh, give me some points. Choose <laughs> some points. And here we are. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation versus Man from Uncle. John, you're the spy guy. I'm this the spy. Is, no, these this is look Paul's. Like, this is Paul's. Oh, I, I'm, lo- I'm going to love both of these movies so hard. It's going to be right, so crazy. So, so he says fun. that, and he's just staring right into my eyes when he says that to me. I want you to know I'm confident in that statement. You know, your eyes look really green with that shirt. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I, we watched a trailer for Man From Uncle, and I'm like, yes, yes, this is everything I want in a cool 70s, like, uh, sci- you know. Uh, 60s. 60s spy, 70s spy, uh, like, revamp. And it's directed by Guy Ritchie, who just <laughs> yeah, does action movies like nothing else. And uh, it stars Superman, Superman. and uh, and Lone Ranger. Ranger. Oh, and Lone Ranger and uh, Wolverine. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it stars. Uh, he's thinking about Pan. Paul wants to change his vote to Pan. Ah, <laughs> oh, so much Pan going on. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. And Hugh Grant's in it. I don't mind him. <laughs> you said like, and Hugh Grant. I don't mind. Him. I don't mind him. It's not great. He's. I just like kept on scrolling on. Uh, IMDb right there. Well, why don't and you I'm tell like, oh, us cool. what Man from Uncle is about, Paul? Uh, since you're on the IMDb page. And now a dramatic reading from the <laughs> IMDb page. In the early 1960s, CIA agent Napoleon Solo and KGB operative Ilya Kuryakin That's it. That's how it's uh, Participate in a joint mission against a mysterious criminal organization, which is working to p- 
proliferate nuclear weapons. Ooh. So it's a Russian and an American teaming up during teaming the up. Cold War. During the Cold War. Uh, based on a TV series back from the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't watch it. But when it's I said lo- that, you could tell that I'm getting drunk. Uh, and then you have Mission Impossible. This is the sixth Mission Impossible movie? Uh, that's a good question. Or fifth. I don't know. But uh, it, I, there was Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible two, Mission Impossible three. Uh, it was Ghost Protocol four. I think Ghost Protocol was five. I don't know. I think I they. Know. I think this might be the fifth one. Uh, I think what Mission Impossible figured out is, oh, people love Simon Pegg, so we should make sure that he's all over the trailer for this, so people are going to want to see it because of him. Um, but it does look like a fun action movie like I hope it's not the Mission Impossible movies seem to get bogged down with not being fun action movies Mm -hmm. Uh, this one looks like it is still going to be a fun action movie but I kind of want to see Man from Uncle more than Mission Impossible so that's my vote Man from Uncle Chris Uh, I will back you up on that while I like the Mission Impossible movies, as soon as I found out that Guy Ritchie was involved with Mad from Uncle, I was like, okay, this is going to be just crazy action. Like, versus uh, Mission Impossible, which would be like cool action. I just like the crazy funness of the Guy Ritchie. Crazy action and good, like humor. Yeah. Like even the trailer, you see all the humor that's in it. And it's, I don't know, I like Army Hammer. I think I'm the only person that actually does. I like him. Um, Henry Cavill. He's a good guy too, so I don't know. I I like Simon Pegg more than both of them combined, but I don't know. The Pegg factor isn't a big deal for me. So Man from Uncle. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to try to pick up points here because this is a really this is a too close to call situation. And since you both went Man from Uncle, I just went and uh, did a search for Guy Ritchie movies to see how they did. Uh, the biggest name, uh, biggest one he did was Sherlock Holmes, the original in 2009, a lifetime of only 209 million. Uh, the sequel in 2011 only did 186 million. Both during Christmas, so you expect a little less, uh, on the box office is from that. But other than that, nothing that cra- cracked 50 million at the box office. But he was independent, basically, at that time. So, uh, versus Mission Impossible, which just, you know, middling again, two hundred and nine million for Ghost Protocol, but I think Ghost Protocol woke people up again to be like, Oh, this is awesome. The only thing that would lock it in and I would be like, Oh, no no competition? Brad, Brad Bird, Bird coming back. If it was Brad Bird directing instead of Who's uh, directing it? That would be Christopher McQuarrie? McQuarrie? I don't know who that is. Uh he, Tell me what else he's done, Paul. Uh, While you're on the IMG. He does Heather McQuarrie. That's his spouse. Ooh. Uh, we don't need the trivia. How we does she look? Scroll down. <laughs> uh, books. He wrote uh, The Usual Suspects. Oh. Right, well, books. The uh, I, I don't. That's what pops up on Google. Uh, so he wrote the usual. He wrote the screenplay for The Usual Suspects. He co-wrote Valkyrie, uh, and co-wrote Jack the Giant Killer and Edge of Tomorrow. So, ugh, hit or miss. So he's basically. In Tom Cruise's pocket. Yeah. Yeah. But uh there you there you go. But I'm gonna go with uh Mission Impossible. I think I think more people will go see this movie with how good Ghost Protocol was. 
So, Jonathan, did any of my words make sense? Will you... Which which side of the table are you? Am I alone on this pick? No, I think uh, Ghost Protocol won this over for me. I'm more interested in seeing Man from Uncle, uh, but I think uh, Mission Impossible just has too much of a track record to go against it. It, it would have been a better debate in the 60s talking about the TV shows, but... Oh, yeah. That would be I think that. Man from Uncle is going to be a better movie, but I think Mission Impossible is going to bring people into the theater. What I love is John and I both looked at each other and be like, and we both realized we both forgot that that was a television show also. <laughs> yeah. We're like, all right, that was a TV oh, yeah. show. Yeah. How smart of us to put those TV shows against each other. Isn't that why we put them together? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. You always yeah. take always take credit. It wasn't because they were both spy movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, two superhero movies that are coming out. Uh, two... <laughs> Differing, differing effects. What? <laughs> I love that you laughed during that. <laughs> yes. uh, so you Fantastic have, Four is going to be such a bust. It is. <laughs> so you have Ant Man versus Fantastic Four. To the layman, yeah, two, two lower tier uh, Marvel uh, comic properties. One actually being done by Marvel Studios, the other one by 20th Century Fox. But to the layman, both people just think they're both going to be Marvel movies. Right. And I think that's where Fantastic Four is going to get some of the draws because they think it's part of those Marvel movies that Age of Ultron is in, that Ant-Man is in. No, but it is the Marvel movies that is in the cross-universe with X-Men now. Yes. So let's not People forget that. love those X-Men movies. Hey. Um, but i got to give it to Ant-Man just because Fantastic Four looks like a clusterfuck. Well, we could say the same thing about Ant-Man with the changing directors and yeah, everything. But you can, Okay, I, you can say that, but then when you actually compare what we've seen in the trailers for both so far. Right. Especially, Ant-Man like, doesn't look like it was a like, thrown-together piece of crap. Fantastic Four, though, everything I liked from that first teaser trailer, I lost by watching the second one that came yeah. out. We just talked about that trailer in... Our weekend geek, so uh, yeah, I kind of agree. And especially, I, and I, you know, you kind of point this out. Like they show that in that new trailer, they show the picture of like Doom, and then you're like, that guy's a blogger. Like he's a blogger, right? Why? Wh- what? What? He's a blogger. He's supposed to be a blogger, and his screen name is Doom. Oh. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> that just made me sick. Yeah, that's why I'm locking my, in Ant-Man. My stomach just turned a little. What are they doing to Fantastic Four? A series that I love. <laughs> you're, you're, that's, that's why they're doing it for you, Paul. Jonathan, like, there's thoughts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I... You, I uh, uh. I think he's picking Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> that's all I... Uh. <laughs> I have to pick Ant-Man just because uh, I believe I said it last year. If Because I picked... Stupidly, I picked X-Men First Class. Over Guardians. Over Guardians of the Galaxy, because I'm like, people love these X-Men movies. I think it has more carte blanche, you know, just name recognition than who the hell has heard of Guardians of the Galaxy? Who else other than us, who are in the echo chamber of nerdom, is going to see a movie with a raccoon and a talking tree? And uh, I was wrong. Turns out everybody. Everybody else. And everybody else loved it, and everybody else went out for Christmas and bought a dancing group and made fun of my bracket for the rest of the year. <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. 
I'm going with the ant. You won't get fooled again. I'm, I just kind of wish... The only thing that would make this pick easier is Ant-Man, during the uh, trailers, had a kick-ass soundtrack already. Yeah. Because that's half the reason people love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's half the reason. Three-fourths of the reason. <laughs> the other reason... The other fourth? Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> no other reason to love that movie. So, Jonathan, to lock in your pick, uh, it's Fantastic Four, correct? Ugh. <laughs> I'm still getting the throw off throw up taste out of my mouth. Ugh. Drink more beer, um, quickly. It's medicinal. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't think Fantastic Four, it's so all over the place. And they're going away from canon on some stuff that I don't know. Um but I think Ant Man, everybody likes Rudd. Yeah. I think they're gonna go see Rudd. Uh and then also, um it's a Marvel tie in and even if people aren't into the Ant Man thing they're going to go in for the tie-in, I think. Oh, my goodness. I just figured that out. The only way for Disney to make more money if it is right now if they announced a team-up movie of Ant-Man and Star-Lord, Rudd and Pratt Ooh. together. Ooh. Buddy cop movie. Buddy space <laughs> cop Buddy. shooting dude movie. It's just them hanging out at a space bar. That's all it is. Oh, I could watch them just talking, like just bantering for hours. Ugh. Disney, get on that. Get on that. I'd buy stock. (laughs) This is is the saddest (laughs) thing, though. Even when I was watching the new Fantastic Four trailer, I was like, I like the look of this movie. But as they're describing all the characters, I'm like, no, I'm caring less now. Mm -hmm. I'm caring less. Oh, the effects are good. I don't care. Yeah, the world, the different dimension they go to does look cool, but I don't know why they're feeding, why Doom's there. I but, well, you know, I haven't like, seen the movie, the, so why should I movie, know? The movie looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual visuals of it. it It's pleasant to my eyes, but everything else about it just seems like a swing and a miss. And I think people might just have the taste of the other Fantastic Four movies in their mouth still. And think like, oh, you mean those other movies that came out in the 2000s that I didn't really care for or I have a strong opinion about? Yeah. Uh, I'll pass. Oh, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the guy from Clueless. Yeah, I'll go see that. <laughs> I really liked him in Role Models. There you go. I think he was brought in to like co-write that, too, to punch up the script. Uh, now, this is probably... This is yours. This is mine. This is... I am so excited for Mad Max. Fury Road? Is Fury that, Road. Is that what it's called? And... I also am really looking forward to the sequel to Pol- or the remake of Poltergeist because that looks like it's going to be good. Uh, but Mad Max, I've been a fan. Uh, I think since I saw Thunderdome when I was a little kid, then saw the other movies. But I love Mad Max, and this movie looks awesome. The trailers just keep getting me more and more pumped for it, and Poltergeist. You know, we put it on there because we usually try to have at least one kind of horror movie. And this horror movie is the one that looks the best. And, again, has a little bit of that nostalgia. If anyone watched the the trilogy that was the Poltergeist movies. But Mad Max has got my pick. And it's it might go kind of far in this. <laughs> we were going to do Unfriended, but then we realized we didn't want to, you know, promote people killing each other on the internet. And or uh, through the internet. Funny, funny side story. When I was closing my store yesterday, these two teenage girls came up to the gate and were like, 
will you buy us movie tickets? We're not old enough. And I was like, well, what do you want to see? They're like, Unfriend. I was like, no, that movie was terrible. I wouldn't buy myself tickets to go see that. I'm doing you a favor, girls. Now come back to my car with me. No. Creepy. They have terrible taste in movies, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the only thing that deterred you. That and their braces. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, Someone save us. Jonathan uh, Chris, is my only hope. Chris, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, John, go ahead with your, Jonathan, go ahead with your pick. We'll go with the two Johns here. All right. Uh, Mad Max Poltergeist, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Poltergeist, the only thing that... The only good thing that came out of watching the trailer for that is making me want to watch the original. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's a horror movie. They don't do big bucks in the box office anyway, and it's missing Hayden Fox. So <laughs> that's the uh, key. Uh, Mad it's Max. Got, it's got I'm Sam really Rockwell. Excited about this, Sam Rockwell and uh, Jared Harrison. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, known for his big box office movies, Moon. And he doesn't Moon, carry. Moon was great. It was a good movie. It was a you good movie. Good. I, I liked it. it. I liked it a lot. But still, it doesn't make money. <laughs> it made $5 million. <laughs> I don't even think it came out like it was so limited release. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jonathan. We cut you off. No, I like Rockwell. I really liked him in Matchstick Men, but that doesn't make me want to go see him in Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Um, Mad Max, though, it's a big budget movie. The trailer looks freaking awesome um i'm really excited for that and i think it's gonna blow away poltergeist i'm afraid to pick mad mad max is coming out may 15th it's so close to avengers everybody's still going to be going to see avengers at that point and people that want to see racing car stuff are still going to be going to see furious 7 uh and this mad max you know I don't yep. have any affinity for it. stuff, but there's a guy in the back a, of a car just it. playing drums and a dude on the front of the car playing guitar. Oh, oh. <laughs> Come I saw, on. Okay, are you talking about the intro to Rock Band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay. That's going to be on the new systems, Paul. It is. You made me hear about that. <laughs> yes, I, I talked that shit about the computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Versus uh, Poltergeist, which I, I really don't think... These are to the movies that I don't think are going to do well. It's coming out May 22nd, so they're right next to each other. They're both in May. Uh, I just think that people will still be hungry Will be hungry for a horror movie at this point, and I don't know if Mad Max really has anything, you know, other than the... the uh, I haven't heard two words about... You know, I saw the two trailers that co- have come out for it. More than that. Are we really two more? To, then uh, I've only seen two. And well, all you need to hear is John and I being excited about. Right, I've been excited this movie like way. two years. Like it's been announced for like the mm-hmm. last two years. Unfortunately, everything I hear about Poltergeist is everybody's like, "Yeah, it, it looks like the original." We'll watch the original, like Jonathan just said. So I, I'm kind of stuck. But uh, since you guys, since Chris and John are both going with Mad Max, I'm going to try to pick up points by going with Poltergeist. I think this is going to be. I think these are going to be really close. Hey, Jonathan's I think, picked. Chris isn't picked yet. I, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know his I, mind. I have to go Mad Max just for the fact that I love the Mad Max movies, 
And I remember fondly John and I going to see uh, Mad Max at oh, that, the uh, Dollar Theater. That midnight show. And at midnight. Oh, my and God. And then being excited because we get to see Beyond Thunderdome, like, the week after. Yeah, that was so cool. Poltergeist, I have no strong affinity for, but it's more because that movie scared me as a kid. That little girl that, like, is the creepiest that, like, little girl. See it. The little girl from those movies is so creepy. Yeah. So creepy. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I think people are excited for a horror movie, especially this type of... Uh, this oh, I won't theory. see it. <laughs> but, I don't know, I think Mad Max just looks like it's going to be a cool, balls-out movie. Like, Paul, you're worried about people not seeing it after Avengers comes out. That's going to be what gets me to go back to the theater after Avengers come out, to see something that's not Avengers. Because I probably will see it twice before I go see Mad Max. Hmm. So right. then... The last bracket here is Ted 2 versus Spy. Ted 2, the sequel to Ted about the talking teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Spy. Melissa McCarthy. Thank you. Uh, Starring her as a spy. As a desk jockey that finally gets to go on an assignment for the first time. Because So we're all in agreement. She's basically like the female Kevin James, right? Uh, No, because she's funny. She does... Better money than the Kevin James movies, I believe, and she's really cranking those out and doing that sitcom. Every, every, yeah, every year there's a new Melissa McCarthy movie. Uh, Tammy, Sometimes, twice a year. Tammy, 2014, uh, came out July 2nd, uh, made 84 million. Ted made 214. Yeah, Ted was that that huge surprise that yeah. we were like, oh, that's not going to be good. And then we're like, we won't even put it on the bracket. When we're like, oh, we should have put it on the bracket. Yeah, we um, but I'm going to go Ted 2, because I surprisingly enjoyed Ted. Kind of looking forward to Ted 2. I don't know if I'll go see it in the theater, but I know if I were going to see one in the theater, it would be Ted 2 over Spy. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, because the one reason I looked up the, uh, the uh, box office for Tammy was because I'm like, She's doing a movie every year. Everybody loves Melissa McCarthy right now. Like everybody loved the Heat. Like, did they? Yeah. It was. Did you? I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I didn't see it. It's good. You should, if you, you get the, if you have the means, watch the Heat. Ah, probably not gonna. Star Sandra Bullock. Oh, <laughs> I hate that Bullock. You hate Bullock? I hate Bullock. <laughs> get off the show! You hate Bill Murray and Tom Hanks. I don't he allowed you to stay on this show. I don't hate them. I, they're just not a particular draw for me. <laughs> not like Sandra Bullock. Paul's America's sweetheart. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Never said I hated anybody on the show. I don't believe. No, you said you hated Bill Murray no. and Tom Hanks. No. You let those out, and it was hell. Yeah, we were almost no longer friends with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ted 2. Ted 2. Just because Tammy only made $84 million. Yeah, that's... That's that's basically it. There's more star power in Spy with the other people in it, but it's a Melissa McCarthy movie and you know I think it makes people laugh I've been mm-hmm. in the theater when people see that trailer and they everyone in the theater is laughing she was the best part of Bridesmaids but that was like five years ago yeah I'm just trying to think of reasons to pick Spy but I I'm really struggling but you already picked uh, but Ted I'm, 2 I'm picking Ted 2 yeah 
Jonathan, your pick. Um, Spy was honestly totally off my radar until I saw the bracket. So I don't know. Uh, Ted, it's like I really loved the original Ted. It's like a warm, comforting blanket drenched in alcohol. <laughs> it has that, it has that like warm, like nostalgic childhood feeling to it with the adultness thrown in your face. And I'm going to have to go Ted, too. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Like, Ted was definitely off my radar. I'm not a big Seth MacFarlane fan. But uh, when I actually saw Ted over at uh, the Big RZ's house after it came out on DVD, I loved that movie. On Christmas, too, I believe. I think that was Christmas, yeah, because then we watched A-Team afterwards. Well, of course we did. It was Christmas. <laughs> Um, I have no affinity for Melissa McCarthy at all. I I have no thoughts on her. The only th- uh, movie she's in that I probably will have thoughts on will be Ghostbusters after it comes out. Hmm. That's something I will I will watch though. I might not see it in the theater, but when it comes out on like Redbox or Netflix, that's something that I will be like, oh, I I can't wait to watch this. All so right. that's everybody for Ted. Yep. But here's here's going to be your pick. Age of Ultron versus Jurassic World. Everybody else, go. <laughs> Age of Ultron. <laughs> everybody. I think everybody's picking Age of Ultron versus whatever they picked. And by whatever, we mean you, John, with your pick of Terminator. Oh, we'll see. I could be gloating something awful. Does anybody believe that after the first week... Oh, the first full week that uh, Avengers won't have more money than God. <laughs> How much money does God have? I don't think he really need. He doesn't need money, he doesn't right? Need any money. He could just be like sandwich, <laughs> boat shoes. Everyone knows God loves uh, sandwiches and boat shoes. Yeah. Well, he's got that yacht. He doesn't want to slip. Uh, for, for me, I have the matchup of Avengers versus Jurassic World, and. Avengers. It's yeah. It's not a tough pick. I think Avengers is going to dominate pretty far into the bracket. But I think Jurassic World will have that staying power, much like the original Jurassic Park did. Alright, Jonathan, what I, do you... I think I think in the long run Jurassic World might pay off, but you know, for bracket's sake, I think okay. Avengers. Uh, Jonathan, what what do you say? Uh, I think Jurassic World's gonna do a lot of money, but I mean it's Avengers is going to roll. Yep. All right. Then uh, our, I think everybody basically Every- has the same thing, except for Chris. We have Tomorrowland versus Minions. And then, Chris, you have Tomorrowland versus Inside Out. Yeah, I have Tomorrowland and Inside Out. So since you're the odd man out uh, <coughs> with Inside Out, uh, what's your pick? Uh, I think these are two great picks that go great together, both being Disney properties. And I think they're both going to be a lot of fun for families to go see, but... Ultimately, I think Tomorrowland's going to perform a little bit better. Um, and that's just because of the Brad Bird factor. I don't even know who's directing Inside Out. Um, it's probably someone in Pixar's stable of creators like Andrew Sen or someone else. But Tomorrowland is it's going to get the Clooney bump as well. Mm. And it also has the Hugh Laurie factor to it. So, Ooh. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that stuff at the beginning. I know. But, if uh, only it had... The Tim Curry factor. Really bump it up. 
Yeah, because he does excellent movies like Legend. Yeah. Paul <laughs> Legend's great. I just watched Legend like a month ago, you dick. <laughs> and you know who hated it? Caitlin. Ooh. Understand. Bad sign. Uh, I have Minions versus Tomorrowland. And I'm going to go Minions. Yep. Okay, I thought this is where everybody... This would be the thing that would separate all the brackets. But you know what? I, I, I think that... There's just more family-friendly draw with Minions versus Tomorrowland, which seems a little bit more young adult versus full family. Yeah. And I definitely am going to go see Tomorrowland. I probably will not see Minions in the theater or maybe ever, mm-hmm. but I will see Tomorrowland. Jonathan, see Minions. Yeah. Jonathan, what are you thinking? Um, I wrote something down, but it's uh, not legible, so I won't read that. Uh, Tomorrowland and Minions. I choose I just, not to pick. <laughs> uh, I just think Tomorrowland's more substantial than Minions. I feel like it's the hamburger, Tomorrowland, and then the Minions is the French fries on the side. Like I think Tomorrowland is going to be a better, more substantial movie, and I'm going to go Tomorrowland. Yeah, but who doesn't Thank start you. eating those fries those before they take the bite of the burger? Oh, you right, week one, I will eat the fries. Week two, I'm going for Tomorrowland. Oh, okay. Okay. Boom. It's basically who do you pick to go up against and lose against Avengers? But uh, we're going to go to the other side of the bracket. Uh, I think this is where we kind of start splitting up a little bit more. Uh, me and Jonathan have the same. Mission Impossible versus Ant Man, and uh, John and Chris have the same man from Uncle, from and Ant Man. I, I believe that's true. All right, so go ahead and uh, make a pick, Chris. All right, uh, I, I think they're both going to be a lot of fun, but I'm going to give this one over to Ant-Man just because it does tie into the Marvel Universe, and I think that's going to float this movie straight through. Um, Uncle will be great, but I after something like you know, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels comes out, I don't remember hearing much about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think Ant-Man's going to have a little bit more staying power just because it does exist in that universe. So uh, that would be my pick. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Chris. Um, as much as I'd like to see Man from Uncle do well, um, I think Ant-Man, just because of that Marvel push, is going to do better. Yeah, if, if I had to buy one of these movies on DVD, because I will be buying one of them, it would be Ant-Man. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Ant-Man as well, uh, not because it's a popular pick, but I, it's it's me being afraid of not picking Guardians of the Galaxy again, basically. <laughs> it's, it's me not wanting to be as wrong as I was last time. Uh, that's, that's a good reason to pick a movie. Yep. Jonathan, what's... What's your uh, thought process here? Uh, this is really hard for me. <clears throat> um, I'm going to have to... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go Mission Impossible uh, just because it did... Ghost Protocol did so much money, but Ant-Man is going to come back and bite me in the ass, I think. Yeah. Uh, nah. I, I, I had the same thought process, and I'm like, the only reason I didn't go Mission Impossible was because, you know, I... I'm like, you know what? If I'm wrong with Ant-Man, I'm kind of happier than I'm wrong with Ant-Man. <laughs> exactly. 
But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mission Impossible Rogue Nation does really well to make it. My really brain close. says Mission Impossible. My heart says Ant Man. <laughs> so wait, are you going with your head or your heart? I'm going with my head. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm the odd man out with this next uh, lineup. I have Poltergeist versus Ted 2. Everybody else has Mad Max versus Ted 2. Uh, I'm going to go with Ted 2 over Poltergeist. Uh, just because I'm not that strong on my pick of Poltergeist. And even if I picked Mad Max, I think Ted 2 would do more money. Then I, I, I'm afraid... I'm really afraid that Mad Max and Poltergeist are going to be buried in the desert of Avengers. <laughs> Just um, I, I have to agree. Like I've talked to people, they know about Mad Max. They've mm-hmm. seen the trailers. They're excited for it. Nobody knows Ted Two is coming out this year. Like it really seems like. Just people don't know. Yeah, but Tattoo has some time. It, to, it has. It comes I mean, out. it does have some. It has some months. It's got some time, but. I don't know where end people are, where people are going to be at the end of June. Um, so I'm going to go Mad Max, and because I just love Mad Max. All right. Wow. I'm just man. Jonathan. Uh, I'm going to have to go Mad Max. I just think it's it's such a big movie. I don't think Ted Two is going to stand up to it. Man. Chris, I. I want that to be the case. Like, I want to vote for Mad Max, but this is where I kind of separated out what movies I want to see versus which I think are going to perform well. I think people are going to go see Ted 2 a little bit more than Mad Max, mm-hmm. and that makes me sad, but this was me going with brain over heart. Uh, and I went with heart over brain. Like, I know... I will go see Mad Max. I won't see Ted 2. I don't think people carry my sentiments, though. Hmm. All right. So uh, are we, just for this speak of uh, time here, because we're in a, at an hour uh, for this segment, we're all picking Avengers, right? <laughs> for the next one? Yeah. Like we, yeah, it's I have either... Avengers in Inside Out and Avengers over that. All right. And I have Avengers beating Minions. And Jonathan? Um, I have Avengers beating Tomorrowland, yes. Okay. All right, so we're all with Avengers. Uh, now we have uh, hopefully vastly different, except for Chris and I, who have the exact same matchup here, Ant-Man oh, versus Ant-Man and Ted? and Ted 2, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, we got there by different ways, but we got yeah. there together. I'm going Ant-Man. This, this is one of the things, like, when I actually was working out my bracket, I was like, oh, these could kind of make sense together. If they play Ant-Man as fun as mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to try to. Uh, so what is your pick there? I'm picking Ant-Man because I'm. It, it's Disney. I, I just get out of the way. I, too, went with Ant-Man. All right. And, Jonathan, you and I both have Ant-Man versus Mad Max, correct? Yeah. Uh, no, I have no. Mission Impossible. You got a Mission Impossible. Impossible? Wow. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I most likely am. John, what are you going with, Ant-Man? No, I'm going to go Mad Max. Wow! I'm, wow! I'm, I'm going hard. <laughs> you're going to be so be the deciding. This is going to be what decides it then. And you know you're, what? Your I, road is so I, furious right now, sir. I, re- I really don't care if I win or lose this because I, I haven't mentioned this, but I got uh, 
a death this year in the death pool. So I am totally winning death pool this year yeah. and forever. Pretty much. Pretty much. Jonathan. Who's your, who's your win? Uh, Sam Simon, who passed away about like, like two months ago. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, he was like, he was only like in his 50s. On top of who Amy Winehouse. A co-creator of... Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. We have this uh, conversation every time, Chris. Who? I know, I'm sorry. Uh, Texas. Or not Texas. Jonathan. Mr. Nut. Mr. Mr. Nut. Mr. Nut. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation versus Mad Max Fury Road. The Battle of the Colons. <laughs> Which one are you going with? Since I win Dark Side and pick Mission Impossible over Ant-Man, I'm going to have to go all the way with it and pick... Mission Impossible. All right. You know, if Mission Impossible is that surprise hit of the summer, you will wreck house again. Or wreck the shop. What What did he wreck? I don't know. Wreck shop. Oh, wreck shop. That could be my death blow. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, right now, we all have, except for you, sir. Uh, no, John also. <laughs> Crazy. Chris and I, Avengers vs. Ultron, and uh, Avengers... Well, it is, it yeah. is the Avengers vs. Ultron, so yes. <laughs> I told you we were, I was going to get tired and drunk. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron versus Ant-Man. Uh, Avengers for the win. I think everybody's picking Avengers for the win, right? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. I, it's, it's a tough pick, but it's not a hard one. Avengers over Ant-Man. Uh, how about you, Jonathan? Um, uh, Avengers all the way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna make money in the billions with B. It's gonna be gross. Like they there's pre the, the there's screeners out there and people are already talking about how great the movie is and yeah. So I'm afraid of how much I'm afraid to not pick it. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not? I mean, yeah. we it's, Avengers was such a huge hit. Yeah. Two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. <laughs> Do I say it one more time before? Three years ago, two years ago. I don't know. I could look at <laughs> it. I reversed it that time. I, I want to say it was three years ago. Um, but no, I mean Avengers was huge, and I it's going to be just as big. 2012, so three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. Um. Yeah. So that's our bracket buster, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for being on the show. And thank you for yeah, picking up Buster. For me. You know, with your Mission Impossible event, when you when you heard bracket buster, you you went with one. <laughs> I did. It's gonna go. It's gonna go far. Right. It, it, as you were saying, like everything, I was like, oh, I hope he's not right because I can now that I know your thought process, I can ape that style for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've won this before, Chris. Paul is not. I've never won. I've never I, won any of the I, games I, that I we've like played two on years here. Ago, though. Yeah. It, but Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. And can I just say, if anyone ever needs to step out, I nominate you for alternate. Hey, I appreciate that, and I really enjoyed it. And I thank y'all so much for having me on. I love the show. Um, huge fan. So this has been really cool for me. <laughs> Uh, and, and we love having you as a fan because we know we have one. <laughs> yes, that isn't <laughs> a blood relative. Come true on the show, <laughs> or somebody that John has dated. Yeah, there's been several. <laughs> do you want Do you want to stick around for the outro? Yeah, could I hang around and just listen? Oh, you, you can participate if you want. Because what do we always do at the end of the show? 
uh, we just beg and beg for ratings and reviews over at the iTunes because you know I love them. And you know who's done that? Who? Jonathan. Yeah, yes, he has. He's also found us over on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you can see our brackets being posted very soon uh, in JPEG form on our Facebook page. So if you have your picks, you can put them there. Or if you want to email your bracket, you can do that work, Chris. You can send that over to contact at beggingboardcast.com. Or if you just want to talk to us individually, it's Chris, John, or Paul at beggingboardcast.com. Uh, Jonathan, have you been over to the new website? Ah, it looks fantastic. Have it you looks s- really good. It's easy, easy to navigate. It looks great. All right. Th- thank you for that. I had no hey, part of it. Uh, thanks, producer Scott. We have content coming up on that website soon. Um, one of my friends back in Buffalo, Sarah, actually went to Emerald City <clears throat> Comic Con, and she has written an extensive article about her experience at uh, Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. Hmm. And you can look forward to that being posted over uh, the next five days. Nice. Oh, that'll be fun. Jonathan, have you seen the new contest we have up there with Caption This Picture? Uh, yes, and I'm racking my brain, and I don't know. Right. It's, it's Something about Superman, picture. Lois Lane, Honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. Oh, oh, he's, he's standing. He's standing to I, give you that slow I clap. I gave you the sl- standing slow collapse there. That's, that's a deep cut from the Bagden Boardcast. <laughs> that hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> uh, but yeah if you want to know what we're talking about you can I still need to put this post up I've just been dragging it <laughs> um, but in the show notes for episode number 254 there's an amazing picture of John and Paul that we want you to caption for us and uh, if you caption it winner might get a prize and Jonathan I need you to post that on there because that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm on it I'll think of something clever yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's better than I can do. I can never think of anything clever. Paul hates that picture, by the way. <laughs> I do. I, I asked them to delete it as soon as it was taken. And I made it my profile picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's basically everything that happens on the show is the exact opposite of what I asked for, so why why wouldn't it happen in real life? So don't rate and review us. <laughs> just stop listening altogether, because that's what Paul wants. You know, you said it. You're just confusing oh, people now. They, they like me. Mm-hmm. Alright, Jonathan, thank you again, and, uh, I don't know, do we have anything clever for the end of this? Uh, no, but this episode's title is Wrecking Shop. There we go. (laughs) Yup. Alright.